the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. I want to invite you to become a one-time investor with Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Help us to keep growing in other cities nationwide, in magazine articles and other media. You are welcome to come to ltkradio.com and click on the Partner tab. We would love to see you there. Stay tuned for today's Kingdom Topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett, and I am your host for a great show today. We are going to talk about something that we are very familiar with as kingdom people, and I thought we could look at it from a different perspective. And so let's just jump in. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, so if you have been with us, you know that something that I love to do in Let's Talk Kingdom is connect to God's thoughts in something. Maybe look at something from his perspective. You know, see what treasure is there before and after big events, you know, sometimes we get so focused on a big event that we haven't paid much attention to what's going on, you know, before something actually happens. And so I want to take us into something today that is connected to David. And I know that, you know, we love the stories of David like we do. I mean, I do. I love the stories of David. I love connecting to him and his character and and who he was, you know, in scripture to us and um, obviously who he was to the people at the time. But, you know, I'm in First Samuel 16 is basically where we get this big intro to Jesse and his family. He has eight sons. And so, you know, Samuel the prophet is actually, you know, he's been in connection with God and God has basically said to him, I need you to go and anoint the next king of Israel, which is really counterintuitive um, because there was a current king, and this was King Saul. So for Samuel to say, okay, I'm not crazy, I really did hear God, you know, that takes a lot of guts, you know, a lot of, you know, that inside power to say, okay, what God is asking me to do is right, and it may sound crazy, but I'm going to go do it. And so, you know, when you're thinking about Samuel the prophet at that point, He has actually experienced God on so many levels that he knows that he can do something that really feels nuts, like that he can, he can go do and seek something, um, and be faithful in what he has heard from God. And so that is what he does. And he goes to the house of Jesse and, you know, he basically stands in front of seven of the sons. And, you know, he believes that Samuel, from his own perspective, it had to be the oldest son. And, you know, God's like, no, it's not him, right? So you know the story. And and Samuel then goes in front of each son of Jesse, and God is saying no. Well, 
So Samuel's like, hold on, God sent me here. I don't think I'm crazy. You know, I'm standing here and there's, and God has said, no, it's not here. You know, this guy is not here. And so he looks at Jesse and he says, Jesse, you know, do you have any other sons? Is there somebody here that you have not, you know, brought to me? And and so that's when we hear about David. And David is the youngest. I mean, actually says he's very good looking. Isn't that funny? Um, but he's been out taking care of the sheep. And so when you're, you know, this is like, let me fast forward a little bit. There is a part where David describes, this is actually, I believe, in chapter 17 um, after <laughs> some of this, but um, he is describing a little bit of his experience as a shepherd. And, you know, he's out with the sheep, so that means he's out in the elements. He's probably very, you know, tan being out in the sun. Um, his hair is a little wild. Um and he learned how to play the harp. He learned how to create music while he was out there. But he also learned how to show bravery. And he goes through, you know, a list of, of animals that had tried to take sheep. And they were literally in the mouth of a lion and the mouth of a bear. And he went and um, recovered those sheeps out of the mouth of these animals, right? And it goes into description of that. And so, you know, to fast forward to that, that was a little bit of David's experience. You know, um, it's crazy. Him being the youngest, like I actually don't know the exact age of David, you know, in those moments when he first went out into the field with the sheep. But isn't that a little interesting that he was the youngest that went out to be by himself. Literally, he was carrying the entire responsibility of the sheep, the flock, and they were meant to be cared for and protected by David. You know, and it's funny, I hear, I can go into this here in a minute, something else that I saw about his character, um, but I want to step into something here. So, this is when we're going back into 16. This is where, you know, they finally have gotten David um, in from the fields and he's standing now in front of Samuel. And and this is amazing. So um, this is verse 12. And he sent and brought him and now he was ruddy and of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look at, which just means he looks really good. Um, and the Lord said, arise, anoint him for this is he. Okay, so Samuel did what he said, you know, and I mean, when you think about following God sometimes, you know, you're like, but God said this and now it's not working out. And instead of Samuel doubting himself, he actually knew to go further, ask a different question, you know, see if there was another person that he could seek and here it was and it was David. And so without any hesitation or even like telling the, the other guys there what he was doing, he just immediately got to David and then poured out his oil over David's head in front of the rest of the family. So it's really honoring David in a place where, you know, these guys who have been thinking he got <laughs> the worst job in the whole world. Um, it's interesting, you know, that these other guys in the family were not picked, but David was. Okay, so there's a lot going on here. I mean, I know you can hear it. Um, I can really sense like just the favor of God and picking, you know, somebody who, who was thought to, you know, by the other part of the family to be at the lowest place. Um, you know, but God saw him different, saw him when he was battling the lion, saw him when he was, you know, needing to take the lamb out of the bear's mouth. And then the bear rose up 
to strike him again. And he says he, he literally struck him and then had to then kill the bear. So, you know, you're going, wow. I mean, this is the, the guy, the little kid. I mean, it calls him a youth. This could be a teenager, you know, and everybody else is older than him. And so God sees. God sees David and knows that David is somebody who will honor him uh, because of who he is, you know, even out there in the field by himself. All right. So then, you know, you're watching David now be a youth. Okay. So David has been anointed to be the next king, but he's really young. And there's already a current king. This is Saul. And so Saul is still king, but it actually says that the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul in the next little section there, um, which is interesting when you're thinking about what God is doing here and how he is He is raising up a new kingdom under David. Um He actually did not remove anything from Saul until David was anointed. Um, And I I will read you this. The spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So what it meant was when you're thinking about the, like the character and the connection that God was making here to David, the whole time God had his eye on David the whole time. Like he, he was watching him when he was alone. You know, what, what was he doing? you know, to uh, be in those moments on the field as shepherd. You know, what was he doing? How was he taking care of himself? How was he taking care of the sheep? God was seeing all of this. You know, he was seeing what was inside of him already, what, what kind of abilities he already had. And, you know, God knew that David would be somebody that once anointed by God, um, would be able to carry out some of the biggest things that anybody has ever experienced, especially at that time, but even now. I mean, we look at David as, you know, when I say this, I laugh, but he is a spiritual giant. He is somebody who, when you look at how he believed in God and how he called on the power of God, when a lot of people at that time didn't know to do that, like they didn't really know um, what it was like to experience the Spirit of God, because if you remember, this was God where he would have to choose to be, like he had to choose certain places to dwell in, because the Holy Spirit was not on the earth yet. And so when it says the Spirit of God in the Old Testament, that actually means there's a place where he chooses to dwell. And so, my goodness, like when he was choosing this young guy who had been out, you know, I think it even says in the wilderness at one point with his sheep, you know, he has been out in the elements as a youth, you know, what he had to choose in those places. So he didn't go crazy and, and he didn't get lonely. And, you know, he actually was doing the right thing and he was choosing the care and the responsibility and the compassion uh, for these sheep. But then not only that, the times he would have to fight for them. You know, I mean, it's kind of a wow moment when you're thinking about God choosing in the Old Testament to put his presence upon David. So not only had David chosen things when he was alone and then claiming, you know, that it was God, like he was claiming that God was watching him. Like it says that, you know, that God was, you know, his eye was on him and God favored him with the bear and favored him with the lion um, so that he could get his sheep back. Um, it's just a good story. 
<laughs> but then, you know, you recognize, okay, hold on. We haven't even gotten into the big part here where, you know, everyone knows about David and Goliath. You know, you think about what has happened before and after, and you're seeing these places in David's life that really make sense. They make sense. You know, you recognize that, you know, a lot of times um, in our youth, you know, whether it is me as a parent and I'm looking at the youth in my family and I'm like, I really don't know if I should put them in that risky environment. I'm not sure that I need to expose them to that, you know, and and there's this place of protection. And, you know, I read this and I'm like, wow, you know, it's not that Jesse Jesse did not look down on David. It was actually the brothers. So Jesse saw that there was value in David. And so putting David out there because he was the youngest, I mean, he kind of just, he got that option. You know, you're the youngest. You actually get to go out into the field and take care of our sheep. But Jesse understood something about David that nobody else did. And that was him as dad. You know, he recognized that David carried something special that when he went out there, it, you know, it wasn't going to collapse. They weren't going to lose their sheep, which, you know, to people at that time, there's like um, all their animals and the people that they cared for in those animals, that was their livelihood. Like that was how they, you know, produced money and, and brought in security and how they even bought land. Like they bought land with animals, you know, so you're thinking about, the responsibility that Jesse is dad has put on David. And I don't think Jesse is sitting here going, yeah, you know, I'm just looking down on him. I don't think he can do it. I think it really is a place of, you know, you're seeing Jesse and you're recognizing that Jesse is giving this to David because he's the youngest. You know, Jesse did not look at David and say, okay, you're just going to take this because you're the least in this. Like, you know, Jesse is dad was saying, you're ready. You're going to go do this. And even though you're young, um, you're not too young and you're going to go. And so I just, I, I love thinking about that, like what that means, you know, to connect to something in my own life where I'm looking at the youth in my own family <laughs> or even looking at the youth of some of the people that are around me. And I'm going, you may be young, but you're not too young. You know, there really is a connection to something that you can do while you're young. You know, you can carry responsibility. You can actually take risk. You know, how about you do something and, and just surprise us all? It's kind of how it feels like it's going on right now. Like as I'm connecting these thoughts of, you know, Jesse, you know, putting David in a, an experience where he knew it would be challenging, but he knew that he could do it. But then you're looking at the brothers and the brothers are actually the ones who really looked down on him. He was the youngest. Um, he may have been good looking, but they didn't care. <laughs> They were a bunch of guys that, you know, that was probably the last thing on their mind, you know. And so um, it's just real interesting. And you know that the guys, the the brothers of David, were not exactly um, favored. Like they didn't favor him in their lives because uh, we'll jump a little ahead again. Um, David actually had gone back 
to his family there, Jesse, and he was going to go now take care of the sheep again. So he went to his dad and his dad said, hey, listen, your three older brothers have gone to battle. So I would love for you to take some food to them and check in on them for me. Kind of like that moment where, hey, you know, I'm concerned. How are things going? I really miss them. You know, do you mind being the one? You already have the ability to get into those environments. How about uh, you go back? And this is actually what I'm asking you to, you know, see how they're doing and ask and then, you know, give actually to some of the guards that are there. And so, you know, Jesse then gives him all this food. It was like cheese and bread and all this other really great stuff. And um, he's, you know, connecting. Well, he's he's getting there. He's going into the um the it's called the trench and it was basically where all of the the army was located and uh you hear you hear his brothers be like hey come over here and be quiet you know like literally that moment of um david i hear what you're saying and what you're talking to with other people Friends, it is the middle of the show, and I wanted to let you know something new that is going on here for Let's Talk Kingdom. Today, I want to focus on mini courses and what God is doing there in that environment where you can learn about His voice and how it sounds and and how unique it is to you and what are the things He's doing around you that are confirming direction. So join us for this mini course at ltkradio.com and click on mini courses. We will see you there. It's exciting for the new things that are happening here on Let's Talk Kingdom. Now let's get back to the show. To with other people, but can you come over here? Like you really don't know what's happening. And, and this whole situation with Goliath is a little over your head. You know, can you come over here and, and, and be quiet? And, um, it was funny, like reading that because you recognize the brothers were the ones. They were kind of like, yeah, listen, he's just the youngest. <laughs> I mean, obviously he was picked by this prophet, but we're not really sure what that means. And so we still don't really believe that he's going to have all these things that, you know, God is promising. So he talks like this and now he's acting all brave. And yeah, let's just bring him back over here. He's kind of embarrassing. I mean, you know, that was a little bit of the feeling as I'm reading this. Um, let's see if I can find it here real quick. Um, yeah, this is funny. It's right here. Okay, so it's Elab, um, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, meaning he had already started talking to other men and trying to rally them <laughs> against Goliath. Um, he had anger was kindled against David, and he said, uh, why comest thou down hither? Meaning, come over here quickly. Um and this is the guy, I mean, you could see him turning around going, and this is the guy who um, left just a few sheep in the wilderness to be here, you know, so you could see him, um, you know, being like, quick, get over here, stop talking. Uh, let me tell the rest of you who he actually is. He's just a really small person. Uh, he left a few sheep in the wilderness, really nothing important. So you can see that, you know, it's interesting when you're thinking about family dynamics and this you know, older brother who is leading a little bit of the, you know, the atmosphere for his family and how others see David, you know, he was basically not for David and really embarrassed. (laughs) 
for who he was. Um, and maybe that even tells you the age, too. Wouldn't that be funny? Like, you know, the age of the oldest brother, you know, the fact that he was so embarrassed over something. Um, he could have been a young adult as well um, or an older teenager. So I think that's interesting. But all that to say, that is places where you go, huh, look at David. Look at David in the middle of these things, you know, because David was seen as a nobody to his brothers. He was a somebody to his dad and obviously chosen by God. I mean, what a a different kind of, you know, stacking up from the bottom when somebody would actually see him. So in real short, I want to go into um, some of the story that you're familiar with, which is where um, Saul actually needed some help from David. Uh, He actually was experiencing an evil spirit, and he had kind of a revelation that he needed somebody to play music for him, and that would bring peace. And so he asked, you know, a guy in his court, hey, I need you to go find somebody that plays this kind of music. And it was on a harp. Um, I really need this kind of piece. And so the guy said, hey, you know, I've heard about a guy named David. He's in the family of Jesse. He plays the harp. So he brings him. God was already, like his presence was already on David at this point because he, this is after he had been anointed. And so immediately he had favor with Saul. Now, David is still the young guy who was keeping sheep, but he had favor with the king who obviously <laughs> there's a big story there. So, but to recognize there was anointing on David because the the spirit of God was now resting on him. Okay, so he is now allowed to be in the court with the king to play the harp and he actually grew in lots of favor there. Um and because every time that the king would experience this evil spirit, David would play and then there was peace, okay? So it's really um, an amazing place where this guy who was not really seen as anybody to his family is now connected to the king and helping to bring more peace to the situation. Um, but when Goliath steps into this picture, David was sent home. He was no longer needed to be with the king because now there needed to be an army. And that was not what David was there for. So David goes back home and that's when he starts taking care of the sheep. So what's interesting is David did not know about Goliath. Like he was home and he was taking care of the sheep. This is when... um you know, the older guys of that family were sent into the army to battle the Philistines. But, you know, David really didn't know what was going on. He didn't know that Goliath was saying these things and taunting the army of Israel until he got there. So I think that's really interesting, you know, that the other you know, members of his family were there in the battle, but really everybody was so scared they couldn't do anything about it. David went with favor from his dad to go back into the king's place, which at that point was in the trench of the battle. And so, you know, you're looking at these things that, you know, David didn't like force himself anywhere. David was um, you know, given an ability to go into something and that was a blessing. Like, okay, so I'm just going to go back and I'm going to do what I was asked to do. And that is now I'm going to take care of my sheep. Well, now my dad wants me to go do this. So I'm actually going to do that and I'm going to take it into, you know, the main army. And so, 
this is really great because this is this is the moment where David, as he's going into the trench, he can hear Goliath say crazy things about um, this army. Like he was saying against God's army and against God. And, you know, no one was doing anything about it. And David, this is when he's he's trying to deliver this food to his brothers, but he doesn't get to his brothers yet. Like He actually starts hearing this and he looks at some of the men in the front of the army and starts saying things like, what shall be done? Because he is speaking about defying the armies of the living God. And people are just sitting there like, what are you talking about? Like, why is this even being brought up? You know, nobody can fight this guy. So we're just kind of sitting here um, until this cools off. It's kind of how the army was taking their stance. Um, or if they were waiting for negotiation, which, I mean, isn't that a funny thought? But, you know, like when it comes to David, David was not forcing himself anywhere. And when he was asked to go take the food, that was when he learned about the enemy, the enemy that was against God's army. And because of that, he was connecting to the fact that there was something that could be done. Now, I know that you're connected to that part of the story, but here's what I want to, you know, show us kind of in this place of David's you know, choices in life is that, you know, he was actually somebody who God had his eye on the whole time. I mean, God saw that he was going to be the chosen king. Of course, those are chapters much later, right? But in this story, not anybody else saw that. I mean, Saul gave him favor because he could play for him to bring him peace. And so obviously that was needed at the time. But You know, Saul doesn't have the foresight to see that David is going to disrupt the kingdom. (laughs) You know, he doesn't even see that. He doesn't even know. You know, his brothers are so embarrassed that he's there trying to rally the army, um, the Israelite army, to stand up against this giant. You know, but he, he can't stop himself. He keeps saying it over and over. You know, who is going to come up against this man and kill him? Because he keeps saying it's defying the armies of the living God and And so eventually, you know, David is put in the battle. We know that he wins, right? I mean, it's such a good story. But where I want to land with you guys is connecting to the fact that, you know, God saw David when he was by himself in the field taking care of the sheep. You know, he had learned how important it was that he had to take care of something. And he was responsible for that. And he risked in that. And actually, there were places he had to show real courage and real bravery. Thinking about Jesse and Jesse knowing that David could do this, that he was young but not too young. You know, would we be people that recognize this in our youth? Like, would we be people that recognize that there really are blessings in the youth that they can conquer, that they can be a part of, that really it's in them. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will see you soon. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.